Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin and I've got a special guest on with me today, John Wilkinson, who's the Chief Executive of the Mineral Products Qualification Council. Um, we're going to be doing a bit of a tipper talk and we're going to be talking about uh, the new MP Connect app, which is an evolution of uh, the Epic card, which uh, if you drive tippers, you will no doubt be familiar with. Hi, John. Nice to have you on. How are you doing? Uh, great, thanks, too. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me on. No problem. I mean, so the MPQC, th this is, um, do you want to uh, explain to the listeners um, what that is uh, yeah. for the guys that don't maybe um, yeah. aren't involved with tipper work? Yeah, it's, just, it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? But it's the Mineral Products mm -hmm. Qualifications Council. And it's effectively an awarding body that looks after the qualifications in the mineral sector. So uh, dealing with the, the haulage work is a very important part, but also just a part of what we do. Um, we're, we're looking at licenses for machine drivers on sites, training managers at sites and making sure that their qualifications are up to date. And we also work with the health and safety executive to make sure that we've got the right competency levels for staff in the, at the sites. So in a, in a nutshell, that's what we do. The and MPQC has been around for over 30 years. Um, and our governance process is that the board of the of MPQC is made up of very senior people from uh, the major companies such as Tarmac, Semex, Hanson, uh, Breeden, as well as other, many other smaller companies get involved. Great. So what's, what's, your, what's your background uh, in, in uh, the industry in terms of like tippers and quarry work and stuff like that? How, how do you get to be the chief executive of the MPQC? Um, yes, uh, a, a, a tip, probably quite a typical career in this uh, sector. I started as a young guy uh, working in the labs, working testing concrete, testing asphalt um, and aggregates and uh, then worked my way up through. I was a quarry manager during the 80s, um, moved into general management um, and, and travelled to other countries as well, operating quarries for, for ready-mixed concrete in those days, uh, which later became Semex. Um, and then to, uh, in, in the last few years, having left the Semex uh, um, in the, uh, the 2007, I moved into working with MPQC. Uh, so that's that's how I get there. Um, in terms of haulage specifically, uh, during my career, I was uh, the uh, I held the operating license for uh, at one point over a thousand vehicles. That was my responsibility um, as operations director for Semex. I used to regularly um, have be involved in negotiations with the uh, the ready mix drivers um, who uh, fleets. Uh, and also, I do hold an HGV license um, and have had a lot of uh, dealings generally. I've driven both tippers and ready mixed trucks in my career, M admittedly just to, to cover emergency situations, but I, was, uh, I have actually done it. Yeah. Uh, did, did you get a letter from Mr. Shapps in the last couple of weeks re requesting you to come to the aid of the country? Uh, actually, I didn't, no. So. <laughs> oh, you not get one? Oh. No. Yep. You're one of very few, I think. Um, but yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, the tipper in the quarrying industry, I mean, it's it's gone through an enormous amount of evolution in the last few years compared to, I mean, back in 
I mean, not so long ago, really. I mean, you know, tippers were a bit of a, a bit of a, of a free for all. You know, tipper drivers were known for being, you know, flat to the mat all day, chasing loads. You know, that was the perception of them. And you know, health and safety was, you know, it wasn't something that was um, particularly thought of. It wasn't at the forefront of things. Um, and obviously, there, there were a, a few things that came into to change that, and we're now in a very different sort of um, place to where we were. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly health and safety. I, I, you know, I've been in the unfortunate situation a few times in my career of um, of being involved with quite serious incidents at site. Um, I'm very pleased to say it's less frequent these days, which is a good thing, and that's down to all the work that's been done over the years. I am a great advocate of health and safety. I know that some people see it as a uh, that's getting in the way of the work, but personally, having dealt with some serious accidents over the years, I, I can't. I don't think we can get enough health and safety. We all need to operate um, in a, in a proper manner. Um, but the industry, uh, the history of this uh, area, as you quite rightly say, it, it previously um, wasn't uh, as good as it could have been. Um, and ten years or so ago, the industry decided that, as a very basic minimum, they wanted the tipper drivers and ready mix drivers to uh, do a basic site safety awareness course. And that coincided with the CPC, the, um, the opportunity to do it through the CPC. So that as, as many of your listeners will know, that was called at the time the Epic card. That was the card you got when you attended that course. Um, yeah, that, 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 it still gets called that now, of course. Yeah, well, I, rem- I remember that because when I first uh, when I first got the opportunity to drive a tipper truck, um, I was sent out to go and spend a day in a classroom doing the initial um, card qualification, um, which uh, which I got, and that was um, periodically updated um, over the years. And it's only just expired in the last sort of year or so because I was I was I was on the eight wheeler tippers for a couple of for a couple of years. Um, well, we're talking about sort of health and safety. I, th- I think you're right. Tippers and tippers and concrete mixers and sort of planting equipment are potentially dangerous. And you know, there is a lot of um, a lot of changes which have, have come in to make work safer. And there are sensible changes as as well um, in terms of like you don't like you're not allowing people to go and climb up in the top of loads and things anymore and stuff like that. It's, uh, yeah. And I also the, the yeah. uniforms as well. Yeah, yeah. The PPE, the the equipment makes you know the visibility of people on site is very important. Um, even the shift from I mean I was personally involved in that shift from rigger boots to proper lace up boots, um, and and that in itself say uh, in a year. Um, saved a lot of accidents, fairly minor by nature, but of course would stop people driving for a week or two uh, if they've got a twisted ankle. And so um, those little changes over the years, bit by bit, have all added to a, quite a big shift and improvement in health and safety, which the industry is quite proud of and, and what's been achieved. Um, and I suppose MP Connect is part of that. It's a progression of that, but it's mm. probably one of the next steps really into the future of just making sure that people have got the right uh, credentials to come on to our sites. Yeah, because um, 
let, let's say that you know tippers driving it used to be like sort of a bit of a, a free-for-all and i didn't actually um i actually quite liked the um the sort of full high-vis get up like the sort of uniform for it rather than just having to wear like manky jeans or tracksuit bottoms or things i didn't I never ever um, minded that. I've still got all the, the the orange kit put to one side there because I am hoping. Well, I should be going back out in a tipper again um, before too long to be doing some to be doing some work for a week, which I'm looking forward to because I did I did enjoy the the, the eight wheeler work a lot because you were home every night and you had kind of set hours. You were up started at six, half six in the morning. You were generally finished for about five o'clock at night and early, mm. relatively early finish on a Friday. There's not too many jobs in transport where you can have that sort of um, sort of a predictability of hours and things. So I say to guys that are tired of tramping and things, I say, you know, I'm like, honestly, go and forget about your arctics and everything. Go and have a look at eight-wheeler tippers and just have a look into it because there's... Um, uh, there's quite a lot. Uh, there's quite a lot on offer there. I think. I think you're right, Dave. Yeah, I, th- I think it offers um, a, a, for some people a lifestyle change, which can be very welcome. Um, and you get you're part of the team. You're often working at three or four sites, perhaps regularly, and so you get to know the people there. You make some friends, um, and the work can be very regular and um, and and quite rewarding. You're going often to sites that you you get to know people so in that in that respect it's uh, quite a satisfying job i think yeah it is when you're going running around going into the same quarries sort of every day you get to know the waybridge clerks and machine guys and things and it's it's you're never really sitting about either it's you're in you're, you're in you get loaded up with your material then you're away back out again it's not like sitting about in a regional distribution center waiting for hours to get um uh, to get tipped or get loaded, things you're always on the go, and the the days tend to sort of to sort of fly by, um, with the exception, I suppose, some of the some of the tarred jobs, which can be, um, which can be a, a slower sort of pace. But I really I really enjoyed some of the tar work as well, going doing little jobs with fuel barrows and things like that, sitting for the afternoon in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully not too much sitting around, but uh, yeah. Absolutely. We've had the Epic card, which was you know a training course, and then you, there were things added to that as well because I had vulnerable road users added to mine, mm. and there were other things that could have been added onto it. So you're, the new the evolution of uh, the card is you've got a new app which is called MP Connect. That's so right. This I- is coming in to replace yeah. the. A standard card. That's right. Well, the first thing to say, Doug, is that since October last year, so just on a year now, um, the cards that we issue to people when they attend the course, the site safety awareness course, um, the one that mm-hmm. you've been talking about, uh, that is um, effectively uh, uh, now the MP Connect card, which contains a chip in it that can be read on the app. Um, also backing up that is the fact that with the record of your attendance at the course is on our central database and the drivers who attend the course can download the MP Connect app on their phone if they wish to um, at this stage they don't have to but they can if they want to mm-hmm. and that will then let them view their own information on the, on the uh, record so they'll be able to see the course that they've done and the the day when it expires, etc. 
Um, they can also use the app to upload other information and to do bits of e-learning about safety on site. And when they do that e-learning, it gets put on their records so that it can be seen by them and by other interested parties if the driver gives permission for that. So uh, uh, it's important that I make it clear to all the people listening who may be aware of the MP Connect card that we've been very, very strict on GDPR, on the, on the, uh, the, the information is very carefully looked after. So you don't need to worry, for instance, that your driver license number or your home address or anything will be seen by anybody um, at site level. That sort of information is not available. But what does happen when you, when you come to a site which is using MP Connect digitally, you offer the card to a reader and then they will see uh, the picture of you and the fact that you have carried out um, the training that's necessary to, to be attending that site. When we're talking about sites, we're talking like quarries or concrete plants, tar plants, places like that. That's right, yeah. And so within our system, we've set up a profile for each of those sites. Currently, there are 200 sites using MP Connect. Um, we, we estimate we've got another 1,900 sites yet to go. Uh, so we're at the beginning of the process of sites being uh, enabled to use the card. Um, and, but, but the upside is that the where many sites now have a requirement for the drivers uh, when they arrive to carry out um, a site induction. And I'm sure you've come mm. across that as well if you're new to a site. Yep. So that information that you have carried out the site induction is put up onto the system by the site manager or the Weybridge clerk, whoever does it. Um, and then that's, again, that's part of the credentials that sit on your card. So you can check on that. But it also means that um, if you've done a bit of training that was specific to, let's say, Semex, it would mean you wouldn't have to do it again when you turn up at another Semex site because they'd be able to see that. Um, uh, but the information is only available to those relevant sites. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Hanson wouldn't see any information relating to Semex and so on. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of if you're a driver sitting listening to this just now and you're like, oh, I'm, I don't know about this, is it, is it kind of generally operators um, who are organizing for their drivers to go on the courses for, for that's this? right, kind yeah. of been driven sort of yeah. from that side? So, so the major companies, with the possible, with the exception of Tarmac, which I'll probably come on to in a moment, um, so Hanson, Semex, Breeden, AI, those are really the major companies. But we've got Bretts and Smiths of Bletchington currently coming online as well. Those those guys um, are using the system, and of course they'll ask drivers at the, when they appear at the Weybridge for the card. Um, and there we are in a transition, so not every driver's got the card, and everybody understands that. But as we go forwards, uh, more and more people will will get the card, um, and they will then uh, be put on uh, as as drivers for those sites as they arrive, um, and then the database grows steadily in time. Um, another piece of functionality which we're just trying, which might be of interest to your listeners, is that the um, is what's called, we've called a geofence option, where when the driver arrives at the site, um, it actually pings his phone, will ping a message to the Weybridge to say, I've arrived. Of course, the driver has to approve that as, a, as an option. Um, this means that the driver doesn't have to get out of the cab, um, actually go to the Weybridge if he doesn't want to. 
in some sites. I know it's different on different sites. Um, and it, so it means that the wavage staff will see a list on their screen of the drivers as they're arriving at site. I see they can just basically allocate the material to say, you know, go and get a load of 20 mil gravel or, yeah, you know, that's right. sand yeah. or whatever and yeah. send you to go and do it. That's, that's useful, that. So, um, so it's kind of the operators are putting their drivers forward to do the training for this kind of pro progressively. That's uh, right, yes. I mean, it's the same uh, training that's always been done. It, that's the sort mm. of, that's the foundation of it. But local site requirements are now being added um, as the site requires, just to make sure that people understand how to get around the site safely um, and know what the, the issues are on each particular site. Um, mm. We so, have also had some interest from HS2, people like that, who are thinking of maybe using the card to enter their sites, which might involve some very basic training for that purpose. So I think in the future, you'll see the card being used more and more to just make sure that people are, are, are safe and um, ready to go on site. There, there might be some guys like me who have been tipper drivers in the past and now like their, their card and the, the, um, qualifi the qualifications um, have now expired on it. Um, and also you might have guys who are new and thinking, oh, maybe I would like to sort of get into get into tippers is it is it possible for um guys to just book the course um off their own back to go absolutely. and get the card for themselves absolutely yeah i mean the course is as ever is is available um around the country we did have to stop during the covid time doing face-to-face -face courses but that pushed um the option jout allowed the course to be delivered um on a webinar so that's still there now but also we are again running face-to-face -face courses around the UK. Um, you'd probably be interested to know that we actually actually run um, on a typical weekend, on a typical Saturday, we're usually running five to eight of these courses somewhere around the UK. So this is quite a, um, a, a heavy piece of work for us, um, which is good. Uh, and around 8,000 people a year do this course. Uh, so that's quite a significant number of people, about a thousand courses a year. But also um, we know because we have the database with all the information on uh, about all the drivers who've attended the course that we have about 40,000 active cards out there. And, and those are the ones that we're transitioning. Of those 40,000, we're just approaching 10,000 that are now Connect cards as we move across to the new system. Mm. So... It's to get the card. You, you it's a, a, an initial. You do like a day of training. Is it like a is it a driver CPC module? It is. Yes. You get, you so get it counts towards your. It's seven hours of um, of CPC training, mm -hmm. the the standard day, um, and uh, it's fully accredited for that purpose by Jout. And the course well, you mentioned useful. as well, Doogie. The other course, um, uh, the course. There are a couple of other courses that you can do, which are also. Uh, applicable to CPC. Yeah, because I, I had done the tipper driver, that sort of initial one, and then I did have vulnerable road users added to that at a later date as well. Right, yeah. As a, yeah. Um, as a CPC course. Oh, well, that's, that's a handy thing if you're getting a day's CPC for it as well and you're getting the card. Now, you're just, so there is still the option. You can do it um, either way. You can book yourself on an online course or you can go and see if there's any... Uh, local tier that you can do in the classroom. There's both options available. Yes, 
yeah, there's, but they're both still options. If you get both options are still available. If you go on to the MPQC website and MP Skills, um, you're the, on the front page. Uh, there's a button that says book a book a course, and that'll take you into the thing. You can see the program for all the courses there. It's very straightforward to do. Um, you can pay online. Um, you can do it without talking to somebody through the the website, or you can actually ring up our office, and the the team there will be happy to talk talk people through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's handy. And obviously, the card works across, like you say, the different um, aggregate companies as well. Because when I was when I was driving, I could spend the morning uh, running loads out of Semex quarry, and then I would get sent to a tarmac quarry in the afternoon to go and whatever the whatever the loads were needed to be shifted. So the card will it operates between the different companies as well. So you can go and sign in with it. Uh, with one and then go to another and it'll, it'll, they're connected but they don't see each other's you know that's correct yeah yeah so we've been working with mpa the mineral products association who it, who the companies all belong to is an, a trade body um and through uh, what's called safer by competence and safer by sharing they've agreed that this is the platform that they will use for this purpose and that's that's the route by which the different companies have agreed the basic functionality of the card. Um, but we also work closely with each company to make sure that their own requirements are added to the system as well. But you're quite right. The same. The whole point of the process is that the same card can be used by all 200 member companies of MPQC um, by simply downloading loading an app. Um, to, to make use of it the only company who are currently um operating a different system is tarmac because you may be aware that they had their own one card system um it's called and we were yes quite... i have got one of them in my wallet as well still that's right yeah yeah i'm sure um so we've been uh, tarmac have been at all the meetings they're aware of what we're doing uh and we are in discussions with them to to merge the systems at some point in the future so and, and uh, I, I, I think that the, um, the commitment from industry generally is that we will operate on one system to make it easier for the hauliers to know who they how, how to do it, basically, and how to use it. No, it does that. It's definitely a good idea to have that interconnectivity uh, yeah. across all the, all the different places and for the, you know, the, for the, for the drivers as well. Um, that will make, it'll make life life easier um a, a couple of other things i've just mentioned Dougie, before i sort mm-hmm. of we move on but the the functionality also allows for notifications to drivers um so through the app a bit like when you, you get a notification just pop on the screen on your phone mm-hmm. um and that that can be done by site or by company so if a particular site's got a problem it perhaps it's shut you can ping out um, a message to all the drivers who work at that site or have done in the last few weeks the system can be automated mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and so we can drop a quick message to drivers in about a, a local issue or a national issue, perhaps an accident that's happened and the, com- the industry is very concerned about and would link through to some information so that drivers can, uh, can just be aware of some potential hazards that are going on. No, that's a good point, that, because you can get, I suppose, um, the thing that uh, springs to mind for me is adverse weather conditions uh, at times, you know, you can get um, with the locations of certain quarries, there can be uh, there can be scope for there to be snow 
in certain areas where they wouldn't be, and you would be able to go and you know get the message out to say you know we're um yeah. don't come up this morning because it's all snowed, it's all snowed in at the moment, and we need to go and clear access roads and things rather than have trucks all turn up and end up sitting on the main road because they can't get into the they can't get into the site which I've sort of seen in the past. So yeah, that's a that's a good example of how it could be used, and the site will be able to send out those messages not to all. 20,000, 30,000 drivers, but just to the people who've been at their site recently so that they, they're just uh, their normal, um, their local hauliers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a big undertaking for you, but I think it's a, it's a, useful, it's a useful addition um, and there's a lot of um, benefits, for the, benefits for the driver rather than it being sort of, you know, a, a getting hit over the head with some health and safety sort of stuff it's um there's a lot of uh, things that would actually uh, benefit you on a sort of day-to-day basis i hope so that's what we we have tried to always um bear in mind the the users the end users the drivers um, themselves and um a lot of the uh, the the functionality uh, was put together by guys um who work with us who have uh, you know who are closely involved with the haulage side of things so we hope we've got it right but in going into the future, we do want um, we we we'd love to have more feedback from the the driver community, and we're we're intending to set up a, probably an online committee where we'll just get a bit of feedback from people as we as we go forward, and that that'll be rolling out uh, in the next few months. Yeah, that's good. That's good. If, there, if there's any drivers listening to this podcast who've got the card or they're, they're about to go and get it, uh, please do get in touch with us and give us some feedback and let us know how you're getting on with things. On a personal level, I'm quite curious to find out how much has changed since I was last out yeah. uh, on, the, on the eight wheelers, which was 2016, and everything was printed. All your, uh, your delivery tickets are printed out in a multi-part uh, documents and I, I don't know if it's it's gone a lot more digital since then um, I, I think it has yeah it's changed certainly for the major um a lot of the major companies they've you know they have um, well they're various systems aren't they but epods which allow for the signature at site to be done on a digital on a screen um so yeah there's a lot uh, a lot changing quite quickly at the moment i think but mostly for the better but sometimes there's uh, teething problems i guess as these things get rolled down so in terms of so you've got the there's the initial course uh, which is a, to get the card now there's also additional courses that you can do on top of that is there a is there a set range of them at the moment well um, that that's a good point i mean we we have as as we said there's a couple of other cpc courses that can be done which will automatically be added to your card um and to, mm. to your record um we are in discussions with the mpa transport committee who are all the major logistics um, directors are on from the major companies are on that committee and looking at what other courses might benefit health and safety um, in, within our sector to, make, to, to, to just try and uh, make sure that the guys can be as safe as they possibly can be. Um, additionally, the platform, the MP Connect platform supports e-learning. So we are building currently some e-learning modules for drivers to, to to have a look at they'll be voluntary but um they, they're something that you could do perhaps when you're waiting to discharge you know your, your load of asphalt or something like that just a few minutes 
uh, just updating mm. you um, on their, you know PPE or you mentioned winter working. We have a module for winter working that we'll be rolling out shortly. Um, as I say, these are optional, but we're hoping that drivers will start to to have a look at them. Uh, they're usually a bit of fun. You know, they're, they're, they're something that takes a few minutes. But the fact that you've done that will then be entered onto your record as well, automatically. So it all builds up into a, a picture. No, um, and for the haulage firms yeah, who have multiple vehicles, the, the, um, the, the, the office will be able to look at the data as well. So we can set up an access for um, haulage firms. So if somebody's got three, four or 50 trucks, we can allow access for those companies to overview the training for their, their drivers as well. Well, that's a handy thing because you'll have new, you'll have guys coming in from other companies who've changed over and, and things like that. So you should be able to see at a glance what you, what your new guys done. Yeah. Because uh, it'll all be sort of digital and uh, um, and online there. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, actually, that we have, as we said, we make the main priority we've had from a GDPR point of view is that the information belongs to the driver. So if a driver was to move from one company to another. Um, with a phone call to our office, he could tell us and we would then move, we could move the information or give access to somebody else to the information. Uh, that's really um, handy. That was that. Now, are there any other, is there any other bits and pieces that you want to? I think we've covered, uh, covered quite a bit. As I said, we're at the, we're probably um, around 20% of the people who could have the card um, have got it. Um, maybe a bit higher than that now, maybe 25%. And at a site level, um, around 10% of the sites that will have access to it have currently got access. So we're at the beginning still of the process. It's going to take another year to 18 months to roll it out. But we're all very excited about the potential for it because it, it streamlines the process for drivers. Um, and it means that they can, when they arrive at a new site, when they present their card, 90% of the information is already there, perhaps just a site induction still to do, but that can then be entered onto the onto the record as well. Um, so it should streamline things a lot for the for both the sites and for the drivers. Uh, definitely. It looks, it looks to me like one of the best ways to get um, a day's uh, CPC training, get, your, get a seven-hour block built up for that as well, because you're actually getting something at the end of it rather than just, you know, doing... Uh, doing this one of the same old modules that comes around every time. It's yep. like I, I did my ADR in January, which um, got me 21 hours towards my CPC, and I got something at the end of it. So again, with the MP Connect uh, card, you're actually getting something, um, not a qualification as such, but you're getting um, you know something that that will benefit you. Um, well, yeah, I think it, a it is a qualification in our sector. It's mm -hmm. seen as something very valuable. There is a, a short um, test at the end, so it's not just sitting there for the day and then heading off home. There is You do have to pay attention, and uh, you come out with the result at the end. Um, so, I th and, and then, of course, the card as well. So, yes, you're absolutely right. I think it's very valuable, and it's valued in our industry, in our sector, very much. And we, we have been talking um, with... Um, Highways England and um, HS2, for example, about mm. uh, sharing that information, not on individuals, but just making sure that the course is recognised by those people as well. So um, when the when a driver perhaps presents at, um, at one of those sites, 
with the card, that would, in the future, that'll be recognised as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about sort of um, ready mix and the history with that, what it was like of things, or just as an aside? Yeah, by, by all means. I mean, the, the, the ready mix industries, you know, I've worked closely in that in that area for for, for 30 years and it's uh, it was um, a fantastic i thought always thought a fantastic industry very specialist of course for the um, vehicle operators with the truck mixers um there's there's some yeah. challenges there as well you know there, it's a it's another skill set um looking after the the concrete load um there is a a, a potential under certain circumstances for you know for making the vehicle a little bit unstable so the bit of training there to understand about that and also look as i said looking after the concrete being aware of uh, how much time you've got to get to site and also the potential addition of water etc um, to to look after the load if that's allowed and required so yeah a, a different again and cleaning requirements for the vehicle so uh, yeah uh, Especially actually something something there actually um obviously i've been talking mostly in terms of uh tippers because i was a tipper driver but we've also got your your concrete mixer guys yeah so is there a different when you do the initial first course is there a difference between the tipper and the concrete mixer and are there courses devoted specifically to the concrete mixers as well because there's obviously there's a bit more to them than a tipper there's there's um, uh, they're a bit more complicated, and there's maybe more scope for um, uh, things to uh, get uh, uh, get complicated. Yeah, no, you're right. It's different. I won't. I won't say it's necessarily more complicated, but it's different. Um, and to answer your question, the site safety awareness course, the first course, is the same. Although references are made to the the ready mix area and um, uh, and tip tippers for asphalt and tippers for aggregates etc um, mm-hmm. in terms of the ready mix truck specifically there is a seven hour cpc course available for that as well which um, is delivered by mp skills so that is another it's, it's another course which will, can be added to your card um, and as you said earlier it, you, you're killing two birds with one stone you're, you're doing your cpc and at the same time it's relevant to this sector and um tarmac for example, at the moment, I use, are, are asking for that course to be done by all their ready mix drivers. So oh, you can see that that's that's probably going to come next. Is that uh, for the ready mix fleets, we'll see that being mandatory at some point in the future. But at the moment, it's not across the board. No, it's interesting that because it, it's when, for all the the tipper work that I did, I, I've never once driven a concrete mixer. I've never operated one, been near one sort of at all. So um, it would be quite interesting to get sort of a, um, some de- information and knowledge about them. Just you know, out, out of interest, even if I wasn't going to go and drive drive one, it would be an interesting CPC module to do. Yeah, uh, just to get get an insight. Uh, into uh, a type of vehicle and a type of uh, haulage that I haven't um, done before, and of course it would, I suppose it would set it would set you up potentially uh, as well to any prospective sort of um, uh, employers if you've got that to say. You know, well, I haven't driven one, but I've done I've done the course on it, so yep. um, I am interested. You know, I've devoted I've devoted some some uh, time to it, so. 
Yeah, you're right. And you, there's no reason why somebody couldn't do that. They could uh, sign up to the course and it counts towards their CPC and it would go on to their MP Connect record. Oh, that's that's great. I mean, back so back in the day when it was ready mix concrete that you were working for, th that was the bright orange trucks. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that? Because we so. I, I think one of the one of the things I find a little bit of a shame is that we've lost all the most of the bright coloured um, company liveries. They've tended to move to a, a sort of uniform, sort of nice clean white. But we lost sort of you know the bright orange already mix, and we had Tilcon as well with our, <laughs> our blue and the sort of claret and yeah and things. But I suppose it's just companies have there's been that many changes of ownership as companies have been amalgamated and mm. th things over the years that there's just it's um, there's less of them about now. But the ones that are around are just bigger. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, all of the major companies, um, with the exception of Breeden, um, are part of bigger conglomerates, international conglomerates, of course. Um, Breeden are, are actually a UK-based company listed on the stock exchange here. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's progress, as they say, isn't it? That's, that's the way things change, I guess. Yeah, so breeding kind of stand out as well for being the ones that have still got the bright like old lorries with the yellow and blue as well. Mm. Yeah, maybe it must be a, must be a, a British thing to, to just like to to maintain the bright colours. Maybe so, but I noticed that Semex is Semex cement tankers now have the Union Jack fluttering on them, which is nice to see. Oh, you made, well, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean there is a obviously I think there is a. Plenty of opportunity um, in the aggregates industry for drivers. And it's, it's an industry that I would personally recommend anybody to check out. Especially, you know, if you if you're not um, if you don't have your Arctic license, um, this is definitely um, the best of the sort of rigid uh, jobs. I would say would be tippers or concrete mixers, and I was going to recommend anybody to 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 look into that because it's like far it's a far better job than a lot of your sort of class two multi-drop kind of stuff it's um it's a, let's say it's an interesting um job but quite a lot of variety to it yeah um, i'm looking forward to going back out because i've got volvo i've got the new fm um eight before tipper with an aggregate body Mm. Um, of which I've got the opportunity to go out and spend a weekend and I've not been out in a demonstrator for a little while so I'm looking forward to that but I think what I'll do first is I'll go and do the um, the MP Connect um, so, course so, yeah. I'll probably do that online before I, before I get out um, I, I take it then my card would just uh, pop through in the post that's right. in due course after that's been completed I shall probably go and do that. So you know, probably, I think I think it will be a Semex quarry that I'm running out of because I was uh, I was asking uh, the hauler and uh, I was asking Archie. Um, I said, "Do I get to pick which quarry I get to run out of?" And he was he said, "Yes." So I was like, "Oh, we'll get in. I'll choose I'll choose one of my favourites from back in the day." Nice uh, Scottish Borders quarry. That'll do me. Which, which one? Which one would you pick then? Uh, Cowslin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I used to go there um, quite quite regularly, and it was always um, 
it was always a nice one because it's based between Edinburgh and Peebles, so a lot of the time you would be getting sent down into sort of the scenic parts of the Scottish borders and, and things, and you'd be doing a lot of uh, the Scottish border council sort of tar jobs, so you'd be on little unmarked single-track roads out in the back of beyond where they would just be patching bits of road, and that's you'd spend your afternoon... Uh, they are tipping the tar out bit by bit at a time, and it was it was a had a lovely sort of pace to it. Uh, that I liked, and the quarry was never overly busy. Some some of the larger sort of really busy quarries can be quite um, nerve wracking, especially if you're um, sort of a novice and you're not familiar with how these places operate. When you've got, I mean, that's when your sort of your health and safety and you, you're having to organise things really comes into play when you've got dozens of tippers. Uh, rolling on our way bridge, going through, getting loaded, rolling back out again. There's a, there's a lot of vehicle movements and things going on, and you need to know where to go. And yeah, uh, you don't want to go and jump the queue in front of somebody else. <laughs> that's right. And that's why it is important for those site inductions to explain what the layout of the site and the route and the speed limits, etc. Um, uh, but yeah, it, they can be quite daunting places at first. But of course, like everything, once you get used to it, you, you're in. You're, you're in the, the, the swing of it then. And I just thought I'd mention, oh, Dougie, nice. so picking up the point you said, I mean, over my career, I've seen many, many people, drivers, come into this sector, um, perhaps when uh, they start a family and they want to be at home more often. And that's when they perhaps move into this more local work, which they realise then, you know, that perhaps they've been missing something because it's, uh, it's good work, um, uh, it's uh, regular and uh, often local to where you live. Yeah, was I, um, I, I, say I kind of thoroughly enjoyed my my time uh, the two years that I spent on the on the tippers, um, and I'm actually I'm quite looking forward to getting back out, good back out and one again because uh, you say you get to you get to know the people because um, you'll be going to the same places sort of regularly and you it's uh, ah, it's uh, it's always every day tends to be different you don't. Um, you don't get uh, the sort of say much repetition um, on running on aggregates and things like that. No, so, that's true. That's true. Uh, and this, as well, I mean, there are also opportunities. Like, I mean, Semex are doing an apprenticeship um, to to bring people through to become lorry drivers as well. So, I mean, there, there's um, for, I mean, there's extra opportunity across industry. For people that you know are right at the sort of starting out, you know, if they've mm. only got a car license potentially, then there's um, uh, there's the opportunity for them to do training and progress right the way through with that. And there's not a lot of uh, sectors in transport that are offering that sort of level of um, support and training. Yeah, I think uh, a number of the uh, um, aggregates sector. Um, Operators are doing that now, or, or, or certainly going towards it. So, mm-hmm. pe- if people know of a quarry local to to where they live, and they're interested in getting into the uh, the haulage side, tipper side, or ready mix side, then they always always make contact with your local quarries and see if they've got any schemes on offer. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good shout because actually you'd be surprised as well. What I'd never before I drew. It wasn't until I started driving tippers that I started taking notice of quarries and tar plants and things like that. And they're all over the place in yeah. parts of the country. They're, they're dotted about. There's so many of them. 
um, which you wouldn't notice otherwise. I remember like going on holiday and like flying out of Edinburgh Airport and saying to my girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, there's Ravel Rig quarry there, there's the tar plant there. I can mm. see, you know, I can see this quarry there and that one there from what I'm the plane. And it was quite, uh, quite fascinating, quite, quite into it after a while. Yeah, a lot of the sites but, are um, these days behind tree, you know, behind woodland areas. Um, and, and you wouldn't know they're there if people, you're on top of them. No, people wouldn't know they're there. The, the big quarry, what's the one? Uh, um, uh, Hindford Bridge, what is it? Cloburn Quarry. Oh, Cloburn. Uh, yeah. Just at the other side of Lanark, yeah. yeah. I mean, Cloburn's incredible. You just, you don't, you wouldn't know it's there at all. You turn off the main road and you drive up a huge steep hill to get up to the top and then you go over the way bridge. And then when you come down the other side, it's like you're in a crater on Mars because it's a red. <laughs> it's red. It's like red it's granite. Red stone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everything's red and it goes down so far. It's been on the, that quarry's been there for decades and it goes so far down into the ground and everything's red in it, which is, mm. which is uh, quite curious um, to, to see it for the first time because... It depends where you are in the country. The different colours of aggregates and you'll find in, in places because you get the, you can get yeah. grey, you kind of yellow sort of colours and reds. And, um, certain places are um, certain jobs require certain types of um, aggregate like that. Rail, all the railway ballast in Scotland, I think, comes out of Cloburn. Yes, it's a particular yeah. type of a particular type of um, stone that they like for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's um, Cloburn is very famous for its red colour, and it's used and it has been used in central London to, you know, on the horse guard parade and those sorts of jobs. So interesting. Perfect. Well, that's great. Okay. Well, thank you very much, John. Uh, take care, and I'll let you know how I get on once I've um, once I've done the course and I've put it in the, out in the lorry for a week. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.